following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Another great week, another talk show with a lot of sports. And my main man, my co-host, TJ, Terry Jackson, you there, Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Oh, Terry, you know me. I know. Uh, I kind of uh, a little upset this week. You know, <laughs> I hate to bring up personal stuff on the show, but I think this yeah. one needs to be brought up. Is that okay with you? <laughs> That's okay, brother. <laughs> uh, one is, uh, you know, me and you. I, God, how long I know you, Terry? For a while, haven't I? Two. Yeah. We played ball together and barbecue and all like that. And done a lot of things, you know. I cried on your show when the Eagles lost. Cried my show with the Cowboys. You know, you wore your jersey and wristband and what. But anyway, uh, I don't like to bring personal stuff on the radio show because you're gonna leave that off the show. You know what I'm saying? But I don't appreciate getting a text from you asking me about Michael Vick. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. I, I mean, I don't you know, paper, I don't appreciate that. Else, so let's go at this now and get this personal stuff out of the way, and we can get on with the show. What's up, Terry? What's going on with Michael Vick? I mean, what is he? Is he off? We can't talk about Mike Vick. <laughs> we, we can Mike Vick off the topic of questions. Well, we can't talk about what's going on in Philly, but we can talk about everything that's going on in Dallas. <laughs> I, I I sent you a message back. I said, "What's wrong with Mike Vick? Is he was hanging out with Tony Romo?" <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. what I asked him. When I called Mike, Mike like, you know, tell Terry I'm with Romo right now. So that should answer his question. Am I right, Terry? <laughs> yeah, well, or Romo was hanging out with him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what, Terry? We talk about this, and I, I think I stress this over and over. Everybody, you know, it's early. You know, it's what, game five, week five? It's still early for the NFL, you know, because in the NFL – and people know you have to deal with that team. We got to get the, the lineman, the receivers guy, you know. And, and it takes a while, probably about week nine. Am I right, Terry? Well, it does. I mean, and you got to take in a lot of, you know, there's a lot of consideration for injuries and people missing and new people coming in and out of the, the lineup and the system and, and stuff like that. I mean, if you look at both of the clubs, you know, I mean, Dallas is fairly young. They, they, they've got some new guys in there. Their offensive line is basically remade. Um, they're a young, a young group. You got, you know, some injuries over on the backside with, with Philly. Um, and, and, and they're struggling with some, some different folks. So, you know, what is it? The first four games, 
you know, give it a couple more games under their belt, see what happens, and I think you'll be able to have a better outlook on on how this season is going to turn out. I mean, we can't forget how the Giants came on like gangbusters toward the end of the season last year and then all the way to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think that speaks for for itself. I mean, and you look at, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's like, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Um, It may look good because they ain't winning, that they're struggling, but, you know, I mean, Philly won some games that, you know, like, hey, Vic looked bad, but you got to look at, you know, Terry, you know, the offensive line is horrible for the Eagles, you know, and you got a quarterback that's running around with his head cut off, you know, hey, you're going to make plays that going to cause, you know, interception or turnovers, am I right? Yeah, I mean, it can happen to anybody. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's happened to to the Cowboys numerous times. Uh, that's how Romo got hurt last year. Um, it happened this year as well. I mean, you're, uh, you people, you have to understand that, that football is played from the inside out. I mean, it starts when the offensive line, the defensive line, that's, that's where you you know that's that's where all the stuff goes on, and then you you build out outside of that because if you don't have a line to protect your quarterback or, or open holes for your running back, and uh, give the quarterback time to get the ball to those good receivers that he has or those quick fast receivers, it does you no good. Oh, you said that you sent me that nasty text, which I didn't appreciate, but anyway, that's personal, well, right? We leave that off the show, right, Terry? Yeah, yeah, you'll get over it. That was personal, you know. I have to be but anyway, um, you look at you know every team, you know, and you, you don't see one team that not really don't look that. Good. I mean, everybody kept talking about Houston, the Texans, but they played the Jets, and the Jets could have beat them. I don't see one team this year that looked dominant. You know, do you? Well, there isn't anybody that I think is going to run away with things like uh, Green Bay did. You know, the years past and. and um, uh, New England has done in years past. I mean, the games are more competitive. You're going to have to play these games. They're not. They're not a given. Um, and you know, I mean, things happen. Everybody's getting paid. It don't matter if you one and three or one and four or or four. No, I mean, everybody's getting paid to go out there and play. So you got to play the games, and and nobody's going to give you anything. And and that's what you know. That's what's making this a good, interesting season there so far. You know, we got all this hoopla and everything out there in Chicago. Y'all talk about the Bears, the Bears, woo-woo, this and that, you know. Why don't I keep telling all, you know, my little brother and everybody out here, you know, think the Bears, it's always every year. But, you know, the Bears played Jacksonville, okay. You whooped up on them. My high school team could have beat Jacksonville. The Bears mm-hmm. played Indianapolis. They was the first game of the season. They got a young quarterback home team. You know, the Bears got beat up by... The Packers, you know, the Bears only be one team that really look good, you know, but is the Bears the team to beat Terry over the NFC? Well, right now they are. Uh, the Bears are playing the best football. Um, they're, they're, they seem to be consistent here over the last couple of weeks. Um, Brandon Marshall's getting catches. Uh, you got Cutler on the sideline smiling and laughing with, with, with Tice. Um, you know, things are going good right now, but, you know, trouble's going to come. But, you know, the, the wind's going to blow and the storms are going to come in, and then you're going to really see what kind of team they have. I mean, that's not the real Jay Cutler that, that, that we know, that we saw last week uh, sitting over there laughing with Mike Tice. That does, you know, that, that doesn't seem to be him. He's that 
that guy that don't want, you know, to be spoken to on the sidelines uh, during the game, uh, you know, and give you that attitude when they're down or they're losing or pushing his players and stuff when things aren't going his way. Um, that's the Bears right there. Um, this Bears, we'll, we'll see uh, come week 8, 9, and 10, you know, which which Bears team we're, we're going to have, which Jay Cutler we're going to have. Well, you know what, and, and, and you got to look at that, you're right, you know, and you look at, like, say, injuries. Injuries are a key factor for the later part of the season. That's why a bye for a team is, is, is more, um, I can't think of a word, you know, my mind boggled by this text I just got. But, my, but uh, it's more better to have your bye to come into the tendency because that gives your players time to heal, right there? Yeah, I mean, you know, players need time to heal, they need to rest and stuff. they got to take care of their bodies, but injuries are a part of the game, and you never know when they're going to happen. Uh, the game is so fast, and and, and these guys are, are so big and strong now that, that injuries are inevitable, and, 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 and nobody is, you know, is, is free from that. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the scary part about it, but injuries are part of the game, and you just have to, you know, you have to wait and go along, and, and whoever's the healthiest toward the end of the season is probably going to be uh, playing the best football especially if they can keep the group together. Well, I got to throw this out and tell you to get a little funny, but one of your listeners, your friend from Kansas City, just texted me talking about they were the only team that beat Green Bay last year. And I sent you the email. They're always saying, why am I always picking on you, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, if I had a horrible team as the Kansas City Chief, I'll pick on you all the time anyway. You know, Terry? Yeah, so, I know. So, but and it's not out there. But you know, you can't look at last season, this season. Look at Green Bay now. Everybody thinks Green Bay's gonna run through the season this year, right? And look, they can barely win a game. Well, there. I mean, there's something going on there, and, and we don't know what it is. Uh, you know, they've got one <clears throat> receiver out, and you wouldn't think that that would uh, that would detour what you know what they did and the progress that they made last year, but. I mean, it's there's always something, and, and you can't put a finger on it. We're not in the locker rooms. We don't go to practices, so we don't, you know, we we, we don't know what's going on. All we see is is what happens on Sunday, Monday. But obviously, they're not the same team that they were last year, even though they've got that same group of guys together um, for the most part. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not, you know, he's not playing as, as well as he did last year. Um, he looks frustrated at times. Last year, the game looked so easy for him. Um, it was almost like it was wide open. You know, nobody was even covering those guys. Um, the same with Drew Brees. I mean, you, you look at Drew this year, you know, he's, he's, he's having some progress. He's having some success, but he's just not, they're just not making it out to, to get those wins. The game looks to be a little bit more difficult for him this year as well. Uh, Tom Brady, from the first, you know, First quarters don't look very good for Tom Brady. It seems like it's taking him a little bit of time to warm up. And that second half is when they start uh, coming together. So it's just kind of difficult to say what's going on. Let's start with the NFC. I mean, you know, both everybody know you look at football and people see football and they're like, oh, my team's 4 and 1 and all like that. But football is it's not like, I mean, basketball where you're run through and, you know, or, or baseball, 160 games. Uh, football is who's the team is hot in the last six weeks of the season. 
You know what I'm saying? And sometimes look at, I mean, like say Green Bay, they went what fourteen and one before the year. They were not at the end, and they lost. They lost the first round of playoff. I think it was or the second. I'm not sure. Got to do my, you know. But it's the second half of the season. You got to look at. So let's throw the Cowboys and Eagles out there. Say they ain't gonna be in. Who do we see now? You know, I mean, Green Bay. Not Green Bay Giants is hot now. But who do we see in the NFC that you think probably could come up to be that team to contend for the Super Bowl? Well, here's the thing. I mean, you you can count the the Eagles and the Cowboys out if you want. But one thing we need to understand is that Philadelphia won a couple of games that they were supposed to win, and they they didn't look very good. But they got those under their belt, so they're up. Okay. You've got to give them that. They still have a shot. They still have a chance if they can pull things together. Um, the Cowboys, the Cowboys lost some games that they should have won. Okay? So now their second half of the season has to be great. Can they be great? Probably not because they're not consistent enough to be great. Um, we, 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 we counted out New York. <laughs> I mean, we didn't think New York last year was going was gonna, was gonna to come. But they did. They finally came through, and they won, what, six out of four or something like that, six games, um, and, and, and then all the way to the, to the Super Bowl. So it's just kind of difficult to say, um, it, and it's, it's hard to pick right now. We're in week four, and, you, you know, I mean, we've got some good teams that, that, that got some decent records, but you just never know what's going to happen. Some team can, can go on a, a two-week losing streak. Um, so it's just difficult to say. It's, it's hard to count anybody out right now. Well, I was trying to be nice because I didn't want to just say count the Cowboys out. My Eagles are still in there, so that's why I put the Eagles in there. If you want to go there, okay. so be nice. Because one of your Cowboys gonna be out. My Eagles gonna get high, so you know. <laughs> There's no sense yeah. in being nice now. <laughs> okay, baby, I'm, I'm not gonna be nice. <laughs> I'm not be nice. That was a nice, a nasty text you sent me. So, but, but like you said, you're right though. You can't go. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Giants are hot now, you know, and, and look, and the Bears are hot now. You don't know. Look at the Bears um, the year when Cutler got hurt. They were doing yeah. good until Cutler got hurt, you know. So it's it's going to see, like you say, the second half, you know, team that's going to Games that you win, that you supposed to win, are good. And games that right. you don't, don't lose, I mean, you know how it goes, but... That's going to happen. Because look at our um, Cowboys and Eagles at the end of the year. They was 8-8. Eight eight. Your Cowboys was one win away from making right. that the game they should have won in the season. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. So, so that were hurt. You know, here's, that, here's, that came in the, um, the Packers lost to Seattle. That might hurt them at the end, you know? Yeah. And and it might. And that's the thing that, that, that we were talking about in, in a couple weeks previous when we were talking on the show, is that those games, the Browns game that, that they won, that they struggled against, that was a good win because they won. They needed that win. That was what they were supposed to do. No, they didn't blow them out. They didn't look very good, but they got the win. Okay? Uh, the Cowboys wasn't able to do that. They lost two games that they probably should have won. We've got the Cardinals and the 49ers sitting at 4-1. and one. You know, where are they going to go? The Vikings and the Bears at right now at 4-1. and one. we got the Falcons at 5-0. and oh. I mean, you know, that's where it's looking right now. But you know, we're going to have to wait and see in the NFC what happens in, in week 8, 9, and 10. You know, where are these teams going to be then? You know, are the Eagles going to going to get it together and go on a streak? Are the Giants going to slide back again? 
or will the Cowboys pick things up? We don't know. But the 49ers have a, have a good, strong team. They've got a good defense, and they look great. The Cardinals are a surprise. Um, the Cardinals seem to surprise every year. They, they, they look great for a while, and then they, they fall off. So we don't know. Uh, the Vikings are coming up. Uh, they're a surprise. They're playing good football right now. Can they continue to do that? You know, are the Bears going to continue to play like they are? Or are they going to let the Packers sneak back in and, and, and take over the division? I mean, it just depends. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's too early to call right now. Well, and that's why I keep telling you every time when you text me that about what's wrong with Michael, first thing I said was, oh, you quit it. Romo, oh, but... quit it. No, because you talk about Romo and how horrible the Cowboys are and how they're not going to make the playoff. I don't want to hear about it. Text but, me uh, no, I said, the first thing I said when I called you, did I not? I said, he said, what's wrong, Mike? I said, he's with Romo right now. Didn't I say that? <laughs> but my second thing with you was, it's early. Didn't I say it's early? I said, Terry, everybody getting like, hey, hey, where are we going to the Super Bowl? Okay. You better don't hold, don't hold it right now because it's real early. Don't let one of those teams kick in the second gear, and it's over. But we got to take a break, too, when we come back. You know, we're going to talk more about this, you know, um, second half of the season. And, all that. and then we got to talk about the email I got from Melissa that – we got to clear up because apparently what we said, it, yeah, I said, hey, re- listen to the show, what was said. So uh, we'll be right back. This is Jay Loving, your host of Love the Sports Talk, and the co-host, TJ Terry Jackson. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jerry Love, your host, Logan Sports Talk, and the co-host, TJ Terry Jackson. You know that, T? I'm here, Love. You didn't leave me, you know. I thought maybe you'll leave because we got a little personal, but we can't get personal, right? Hey, don't look too bad on my side, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Eagles won is when you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> yeah, but it's early. Uh, <laughs> I'd just like to say, give a shout-out to you. My dad's doing a lot better, you know, been praying for him. And a young friend of mine named Sydney had a transplant, and she's doing better. She's out of the hospital, and she said she's taking a mess and everything, going good, a little sick, but that's good, you know. Send all yeah. prayers to everybody there. Yeah, yeah. So, hope everybody's, you know, doing well, you know, and prayers out to Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but, but tell you what we were saying, like the second half, you know, it, it, it seemed good talking about, you know, it, the, everything now, hey, with team winning and the team losing, and and it's funny with sports, you know, because it can just change in an instant on you. And next, you know, you're like, ooh, look at the White Sox. I mean, winning all year, you know, and then they needed they Detroit. There was eight games ahead of them. They couldn't even win. Out of the last 20 games, they won two games to keep the thing they lost and got out of it. Yeah. Isn't that just well, how sports just changed? Why is that you think there? Well, because, again, nothing's given. I mean, that other team cross is not just going to lay down for people, you know. When people go into the Cowboys stadium, they give them their best. When people go to the Yankee stadium, they give them their best, okay, because that's the team you want to play. That's the one, that's the team you want to beat most for whatever reason, okay. You get to play in that $80 gajillion stadium that Jerry Jones built, they're going to they're going to come in there like gangbusters, okay? They're not going to make the mistakes that they normally would make or they're used to making. You know, they're going to go and play hard, okay? When you go into Yankee Stadium, what's the best thing in the world? Hit a home run in Yankee Stadium against the Yankees, okay? So teams are not going to lay down for you, and that's what people are finding out. It doesn't matter what your record is, okay? When, when it's time to play, they want to beat you. They're going to play hard. To do that, they're getting paid. Love, that's what's wrong. The other team is getting paid. <laughs> so, are you saying it's just about money? No. What I'm saying is that if I play, if I'm playing you in basketball, which you know, you, there's no way you can stop my jumper. Okay. And now we're going to get a personal game. Ball, I thought we were going to get personal. Throw that out. Listen to me. And, and and you come into my house and I'm talking trash to you. I'm going to get your best game. Right. I'm, I'm 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 expecting to get your best game, love. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to play hard to beat me. Now, that doesn't mean that you know I'm going to come and run over you like I normally do, right? Because you're going to play harder than you normally normally would play. Because you want to talk. You're going to settle, right? right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so I'll put it in terms you can understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. No, this type of telegram, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead, finish. <laughs> what are you saying, T? Well, 
all I'm saying is that everybody's getting paid to play football, and it doesn't matter if you're one or five, and the Cowboys are five and all. When you go into the Cowboys stadium, you're gonna give them all you got, okay? Um, and you're gonna play hard to win, and 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 whoever makes the most mistakes is probably gonna be the team to lose. You know, when you go to the Miami Heat, okay, defending champions, and you are who's the trashiest team in the NBA right now? Um, Golden State. You know, uh, you, you're gonna give Miami all they, all all you got. Okay, you have to play, and that's the bottom line. Everybody's playing, and, n- and nobody's going to run over anybody. And that's what's so good about this year and this season is that these teams that aren't supposed to win are winning. I once listened to Michael Jordan say, "The hardest game was a team that was like the team that they supposed to be real bad because mm-hmm. those teams came to play there." You know. Yep, they just didn't lay down, and that's what you said, you know. And these these teams coming in thinking that hey, we're gonna run over them and blah blah. And these 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 teams out there to play to beat them because they can beat them. That's something for them, you know. Absolutely. Go ahead. I'm sorry, there. No, I, I was saying you're you're absolutely right, um, and that's the thing. It's it's no different than a cross time town rival. You know, you can lose every game in the year, but you want to beat that cross-town rival or that, in, you know, that, that, that in-county rival that you play. That's kind of like like you said, when I come to your home, my whole thing is to beat I know I can beat you, but it's not to let you win. Because, one, I ain't going to get none of your ribs you cut. Right. <laughs> you won't right. get nobody no ribs if you don't lose. And I know. Lose because, like you, you say, go ahead. <laughs> you be trying so hard, too. You know, you, I don't have to try you, 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 when you I play you, Terry, and shoot the shade. So, <laughs> but, and two, is like you say, when you're so competitive and you know, okay, I'm in this house, you like to win, you trying to beat, you know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing. Say, everybody come to Dallas, they want to play the Cowboys, beat them in that stadium, and be there, right? right and play. And not to say that some people don't get to go to the stadium, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and if you look at it, the Cowboys don't play very well at home. If if you think about it, why don't they play very well at home? Because the other team ups their game when they come to Dallas, and Dallas looks like they're not playing very well at home. Um, Dallas loses most of their games at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, you're definitely right on that one, Terry, but hey, do you lose most of your games when you don't? No, no, you can't come to my house and beat me. <laughs> well, people let you in, Terry, because you, know, you won't give them no food. They're going to let you in to get your real that you be cooking, so you know, man, yeah. all right. <laughs> so, Terry, we got an email. I was hoping uh, Glove would be on, so we all talk about this, but Got an email from Lister, and apparently, when we were talking about the culture and the player thing, was was misunderstood or something. Because, well, what I get out of it, you know, player. What we were saying, player and coach. Is it a player? Is it the player or is it a coach that why they always coming up broke or spending all this crazy money? Now, my mm-hmm. point of it is a player. When you have a player, you know they got all this money. Um, if you never had that money before. Next, you're going to keep spinning because you don't know the value of it, of what you need to hold on to. Um, 
this is one point, you know. And I think the culture plays into what I was saying was because if I grew up in the projects, you didn't have a million dollars to know that, hey, you know what I'm saying, back in May, you just spending to help people out and take care of people and, and make sure they're taken care of because that was never given to them or you. So, you know, what do you think, Terry? What do you say to clear this stuff? Well, uh, uh, tell me what the question is again. What was the email about? No, no, it was, we, we talked about was it a player or was it a coach is why they spend all their money and go broke? Well, it's definitely not the coach's fault. Um, I think that, you know, and we've, we've kind of hit on this, and it's just difficult to say because everybody's different. And everybody comes from a different place, although they're similar. Um, if, if you're a player who comes from the projects, who comes from, you know, the poor side of town, I guess, let's say, and you've never had, and this is your chance to make it, and you get drafted, you're lucky enough to get drafted in the first round, and you got mom and dad and everybody there, and brothers and sisters, and you're going to have cousins and nephews and nieces and people you probably don't even know because they know you're going to the NFL and you're going to get this big money. Well, now everybody's your friend, you know. Um, perfect example. Look at Allen Iverson. Look at look at how Allen kept all of the people that he hung out with, the people that he grew up with, around him, and he took care of them. He, you, you put them in your so-called organization um, to help take care of you. <laughs> you know, and, and those are the kinds of things that, you know, get players in trouble, um, along with spending money because you have it and, you know, not putting it back for that rainy day when you're not playing, you know. Um, so those kinds of things happen, and it, it's everybody's different. It, 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 there's probably a number of different reasons why, you know, a lot of players go broke. But to spend millions and millions of dollars um, before your career is over, it's just, I, I just don't understand how that happens. I think, uh, you know, you got to look at it, and everybody on TV says, hey, man, he had all these millions of dollars. How can they go, how can they go broke, right? Yeah. But it, it's just like, you know, I was listening to, um, I don't know, it was a radio station or something. <clears throat> the guy was saying that there are investors out there who wait for guys to get money. Right. They wait I mean, I think they go into real, the NFL and, and they target them. I seen Bill Cosby, uh, maybe about five, six years ago, said that one of his um, people here invest money, he lost about fifty million. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're 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 going to say, okay, well, I'll invest this money in this, that, or the other. You know, and here's what it's going to cost you, and this is going to be your return, and it never returns. It never happens. Um. So, whose fault is it? Is it the investor's fault? Is it your fault? I mean. There's a number of different reasons why people lose the amounts of money that they do. And it just depends on each uh, different individual circumstance. Let's start from this, Terry. You know, let's break it down. Let's start off with players, and we'll deal with culture later. Let's deal with the players. Each player, like you say, you come in, and, and, and you're looking at, okay, I work, I work to where I got. This is what you work for. One, you're working to everybody knows about the money, right? You work because you want the money. And the fame, right? Let's go to money first. Then next is the fame, right? Yeah. Then it's like if, you know, 
you want to better yourself, and the money will help you. They feel, hey, to get you, you know, what you need, you know, to do this and that. So as a player, you're looking at, say, hey, I got what I want. I got the money. Now I can start doing things that I want to do. Because we know money makes the world go round, right? Right. So let's start with the players. The players looking at, hey, it's all on me. So the players, in some respect, sooner or later, got to take responsibility for their money and their action, right? They do. They they, 80% liable and 20% not, I would say. What would your percentage be? Right, it is. But you also got to throw some other things in there. I mean, when you're dealing with players, we're talking about young guys. Okay, we're talking about guys 21 to 26, 27 years old. We're not, you know, we're not talking about grown men here. And, and then a lot of times, this thing of fortune and this money can, you know, can go to your head. Um, so we're asking these guys to take these millions of dollars to invest these millions of dollars and to, to, to put this money back when they're, they've got the Superman syndrome. Okay, they're in great shape, best shape they've ever been in in their life. They're playing the game that they've loved, that they've grown up playing uh, their whole life, and they're getting paid to do it. Nothing's going to happen to them. They're not. They're not thinking about what if I get injured? What if I? What if my career is ended? We're going to look further. Let's let's slow down. Yeah, I know you can. Let's talk about the age. Because what you said about the age was a good point, Terry. I wanted to tell you all to say. That is good because, like you say, you got these young kids, and like I say, when I got in there, what was twenty, twenty-one? I mean, twenty-two, something like that. And, and it's like you know, I was like, hey, went out every night, get to buy what you want. Like, hey, this is cool, you know. But like you say, you was young, you didn't understand that. Okay, you got twenty dollars, put ten away. I'll spend um, nineteen dollars and ninety-nine cents. Only a penny left, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that age, what you said was really good. And I, I, when you said that, I wanted to say something about that. Age is a big factor um, in the NFL. I mean, any sports, so, you know. Absolutely. And then, you know, as, as far as, as if, if we're talking about the coaches, the coaches, you've got these guys telling these players what to do day in and day out. And then you're going to also have these guys telling these players what to do with their money. <laughs> I mean, how often do you think these guys are going to listen to the coach? I mean, well, you know, also, let's say this with players, then after break, we do culture. Because okay. culture, I think, is a lot different than, you know, what the listener that sent me an email is trying to say and what we were saying, you know? Right. I, you know, so let's finish with the players, then after break, we go with coach. But, you know, you're right. You got the players with the money and, Want to do all these big things, and, and like I say, look at Ivan Anderson. You know, he was the main one. And look at uh, MC Hammer. He had a hundred people's entourage, all his friends and all like that. Right. That he, where he grew up, where he was still trying to take care of them. At a point, mm-hmm. you got to say, hey, something got to give, right there. Right. Right. Something's got to give. You know, you can't you can't take care of, of everybody all the time. I mean, they they got to go out there and make their own way. Like like you did, you know. I mean, if 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 I come to the point to where I can, you know, maneuver my way out of poverty and and and, and get to where I'm at, how come you can't do that too? You know, find something that you can do. But you know, what? you're gonna learn that. You said, look at me, because no, you can't look at me. God's a bad example because I did the same well, no, thing. No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't referring to you personally, love. I was 
for training if, if, well, if I'm, I'm out I'm that because that is something that, like you say, I did the same thing as I was there. You know, my friends back home, I was flying them out to Philly, my birthday, I was probably on uh, limo, and then when I had no money, when I was broke, I called them, and it's like, nobody wants to be around, lend me $30. You're right, Terry, I'm glad you said that, because <laughs> that do hit home, you know, and you yeah. you don't see that till after you don't have nothing, and you ain't right. that name no more, you know. And I mean, you, you hear it all the time, love, when, you know, I'm your friend, but when I go to jail, you don't come and see me no more. You don't write. <laughs> I don't right. get no, you know, the, that, those, you, you know, that's how you find out who your true friends are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're right, Terry. And yeah. you learn that. You know, everybody, it's hard that you got to learn it when you don't have all that no more, you know? Yeah. Because you're not going to see it because they're going to still come to you like, hey, we're buddies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Come on with you, know? But you know what, I just got a text. Somebody said they'll loan me $30, so I'm going to take them up on that. <laughs> I'll take that money, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> but you're right, though, Tay. I didn't see it, you know. I, I'm a witness to it, you know. It was like some out of, you know, I was in the club and just buying everybody and my friend. Hey, let me, you know, it was always something. You know, my car just broke down this week, you know. I need, okay, what do you need? But then when I went, bro, I was like, hey, remember, you know, my mom right. always told me, if you lend something out, don't expect to get it back. And, and and the bottom line is this, love. It's not all about fame and fortune and showing what you can do. A lot of it is done out of goodness of your heart, okay? You're helping people out. Um, and, and, and it's unfortunate that, you know, some of those deeds that you do, some of those great things that you do for other people, um, you know, can't be returned or, or, or not be returned you know, when, when you're in need. Um, but a lot of it is not just, oh, this is who I am. Here, I got this. You know, go get go get this fixed. I mean, a lot of that stuff was done just because you were a good person and people were good, trying to be good people to other people. Well, yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's the killer part there. You know, you got to look at and you got to say no, you know. That's yeah. the deal you do. You know, and all these players, you know, they have to say no. I mean, yeah. You got to look at yourself and where you're going to be if anybody's going to be there for you. They say, yeah, right now, but then, hey, everybody, oh, you know what came up? I had to pay this bill. I ain't got it right now, you know? Yeah. But let me ask you this, love. There's a player who who's coming into the league, and he's guaranteed $8 million, okay? And upon entering the league and signing with the team, he gets a signing bonus of, you know, $1.3 million. Now, What's wrong with putting that $1.3 million in the bank and living off of the first paycheck you get? You know, Terry, I'm going to answer that, but we're going to take a break. I'm going to answer that. I'm going to ask you a question. Kind of out of that. So we'll be right back. This is James Lovey, both loving that sports song, and TJ Terry Jackson. And Terry, hey, I got to take that that $30, right? (laughs) Be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. Got my co-host TJ. You that there? I'm here, love. Well, guess we got a little mixed up. You thought I was saying coaches, but I meant culture. Yeah. Okay. Culture. Don't have me sorry. <laughs> I got to spell check. C U L T U R E. I did it right, right? Yeah. It's culture. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought you said coaches. <laughs> yeah. But no, like what we were saying was, you know, and I explained to it when it was off the air was, you know. Culture, what we were saying is, just because somebody grew up in the project, what we were saying was, meaning they never had the money or the stuff that they used to, they always going to be willing first to take care of their friends and family, right there? Right. And that's what we mean, like we were saying, Iverson and, and uh, MC Hammer, where I could think of off my head, that's what they was doing. But the person who has had all this money and then has to struggle, they already had that, so they don't have to take care of friends and family. You see, you see what we're saying there? Yeah. And, and, and culture plays a part in it as well. Is it the driving force? Is it the, is it the, you know, the, the one thing that you can point at to say, this is the reason why these guys are broke? Absolutely not. I, I, I don't think so, and I, and I wouldn't agree with that. But does it play a part? Does it have a role? Absolutely it does. I mean, you know, when I went to high school, you know, first time I got my, uh, I had high school kids driving cars. First, I got man, I want to get a car, right? right. I got right. money, and that's what the players do. First, they want to get a get a car, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, when, when, you know, when you're a kid or you're growing up and, and, and you, you know, you're thinking, okay, you know what? If when I make it to the NBA or I make it to the NFL, I'm buying all the Jordans I want to buy. I'm going to wear all the Jordans, you know? I'm going to have every Jordan shoe he ever made. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that's kind of the, the, you know, that's kind of what, you know, you, you get to talking about when you're talking about culture, it's, you know what, I'm going to have all the things that I never had when I make it. Okay, that's how a kid who's growing up without thinks. And that's what a kid who grows up without does when he's able to get that kind of money. I'm going to get all the things that I never had. Um, That kid is not thinking about retirement. That kid is not thinking about investment. That kid is not, you know, he's thinking about, you know what, my mom and dad drove a Buick. I'm going to get him a Mercedes. You know, um, that's what that kid is thinking about. Yeah, but what age? I mean, we keep saying them and that kid. And in any day of life, or a regular job or something, you still don't think about retirement until what? You 40, 50 something? You know what I'm saying, there? It, it depends on your experiences, though. Okay? It, it's not. Oh, I got to hear this. I don't agree with you on that one. Explain to me. It does. Love, it does. It has a lot to do with your upbringing and a lot to do with, with your experiences. When when you're growing up, if you've got two working parents who have a job that they work and they can retire from, okay, not a job that, you know, requires them to uh, to work six to eight hours a day and, and then maybe go and work another job. I'm not talking about a retail working at Walmart job, okay? I'm talking about a job with... Uh, the city or, 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 or something like that, that they're going to be able to work at uh, a gas company or something that they can work at and retire. Those are the people that are going to know about 401ks and investments, okay? When your mom or your dad is, is working one or two menial jobs, they're not looking at a 401k, okay? They're not looking at investing in, in, in any kind of money because they're living paycheck to paycheck, okay? Now, now that's how I grew up. So if I was 21 or 22 years old and I was in the NFL and I got a, you know, uh, an $8 million contract and a signing bonus of $2.3 million, what do you think I'm going to do with my money? I'm going to make sure my family is taken care of. Okay? Yep. Well, you know what I'll tell you? Uh, we got Eric. Eric, you there? What up? You there, Eric? Can you, can, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear I can hear you, I'm glad you're on. I was telling Terry that we got an email, and Alyssa was trying to get us to explain what was wrong about the culture. I said, we weren't saying culture was a bad thing. What we were saying was, if you grew up, like Terry was saying, that uh, you spend the money, you're taking your friends and family. That's how it was different cultures. Do you agree with that, Eric? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what you got to look at is everything what Terry was saying is, is true. But but at what point, you know, you get the signing bonus, you get the contract. At, at what point do you cut people off? Is it a one-time thing? Because you would hope it is. You would hope that once you got your money, of course, you buy your house, your pants house, you buy a car, you try to take care of them the best you can. But you got to remember also is that as an individual and as a player, you're trying to set yourself up. So at some point they got to understand that they need to be cut off. And that's what happened with a lot of these guys is they continue 
to, to spend and spend and spend, you got to remember the checks only come for eight months, not 12 months. So in the off season, when you're not getting a check, you've already created a spending habit, you know, and, and that's where a lot of guys have problems. That is that they've created these spending habits or they've created this, you know, life of luxury for individuals. So at some point or at a point, it's hard to say no. Eric, let me ask you this question. Terry asked me this, and uh, I want to throw this at you, Eric. Terry said, if a player got $1.5 million, and I want to know this too, um, Eric, why don't they just go out and pay for that, you know, all right? Why do they go get a mortgage for 30 years and go pay it? Why do they still pay it off right away? Can you answer that well, one, Eric? Well, 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 here's the thing right here. Is that $1.5 or $2 million before or after taxes? That's the, that's the question you got to ask. If it's, if it's before taxes, then they got half or, or 80% of that. So your question is, why don't they go buy a mortgage? Because they're not sure they're going to be there the next season or how long they're going to be there. But the bigger, the bigger thing is they're getting, they're getting bad advice. They're getting mismanaged. Their agent or their representative is the one that's telling them not to buy or not to get a mortgage in the town that you live in because you don't know if you're going to be on the team from year to year. So that's why you see a lot of these guys homeless or, you know, owing taxes and things is because of they're being mismanaged. You know, their management is, is giving them bad information. Terry? Hey, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I haven't been fortunate enough to, to, to have that problem. <laughs> but, um, you know, these these guys are getting bad advice, and, and, and that's, that's that is one of the reasons. That's that's another thing. They're they're getting these agents because these agents are getting this money from these guys. They're like, no, 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 don't spend it all here right now, okay? Why? Because I want to get some more of it from you, and this is how we're going to do this. You know, they are being mismanaged. But how many of that, you know, Eric and Terry is agent? How many of that your homie telling you, hey man, I got this thing. You know, you go throw it in, we make money. That happens too, right, guys? Well, absolutely, it happens. It also happens with, hey man, uh, you got this money. Let's go buy this this weed here, and we can sell it. Uh, how many times do we hear that? You know, we got former NFL players getting busted. Uh, um, you know, for uh, basically trying to to have a cartel in, in, in a drug business. I mean, well, the me... big the big thing that that I mean, we don't want to say it, but but the one thing we got to realize is. These weren't uh, rocket scientists or engineers or doctors that we're talking about. You know, I'm not saying nothing negative because I used to play football. But but these weren't the uh, the sharpest knives in the drawer. So a lot of things that are happening to them is because of lack of education. You know, if, if you allow somebody to dictate, you know, through your performance, you know, your economic situation, then you're don't get a rude awakening because at some point you're going to become broke. And that's what happens to a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys don't take care of their own finances. They let somebody else handle their finances. If you watch that special on broke, everybody came up with the same thing. They were paying their agents, writing their agents a tax check to pay their taxes. Well, a year or two later, the agents kept the money and never paid the taxes. So am I, I say it to say it, I'll say it on the air. There should be some dead agents out there because the rule of thumb is if I got tax problems, my agent and representative should have tax problems. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Eric, because this goes to, I don't know if you guys are watching the sports, that one um, 
second straight quarterback for Ohio State made the comment, these uh, going to classes are useless. So, and that's what Glover was saying that you ain't deal with rocket scientists. I mean, we play football, I know, but going to class, what he said is useless because you'll be making this money, you don't need it because you got the money. Is that what we try to say, guys? <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, people want to undermine what, what, what an education is going to do for you, and, and these young guys don't see what an education is going to do for you until they're 40 years old and, and, and out of the game and they're not making that kind of money anymore. Um, and, and, and by then, it's, it's, it's entirely too late. You know what? You're, you're absolutely right, TJ. But here's the, the, the crazy part about the statement is when, when, that, when that guy from Ohio State said that, we're talking – you know, you don't have to be the smartest guy, but you got to have some some basic sense, some some simple economics, some simple accounting, some simple rules of business. You know, the five basic principles. You know, and when you don't have just the simple, the simple end of the education, because that's what these guys are lacking, just the general education where they can't even balance a checkbook. You know what I'm saying? Half of them have no credit established. You know, and so this is where the agents take advantage of these guys. It's like, you know what? I need a hundred thousand dollars up front, so these clowns will get a hundred thousand dollars from the agent, and they'll end up paying them back two fifty or three hundred thousand dollars, if not more. Yeah. So and, and so you're right. You know. Go ahead. And, and balancing the checkbook isn't cultural. <laughs> everybody has to balance a checkbook. Everybody should know how to do that. Just like you said, love, everybody should have some kind of simple economics and, and, and common sense about themselves. But, yeah, I mean, but, but what we're looking at, you're saying it should be, remember what you were saying earlier about a two-parent household or a single-parent household, but when you're saying a checkbook should be basic or it should be basic knowledge, think about somebody living on, on welfare. You know what I'm saying? Getting the EBT card or any of those things, they've never had a checking account. So, so in, in their mind, it's not basic because they live off of a card that's government assistance. You know, everything they have is through that card. Or a simple form of, they don't go to the bank to cash their check. They go to the liquor store or the corner store where they're charged a percentage of two percent to cash the check. So right. they don't know and they don't how much they have. You're right, Glove. That makes sense because, like I say, they know how much the government gave them. We got $250. That's it. Right. You know, these people, These people, they don't shop at grocery stores and, and oh, they, they shop at corner stores, convenience stores, stores where the canned goods are old, but the prices are higher because they know these people are lazy. So they accumulate a debt throughout the month because they're low on funds, when that check comes or that EBT card comes and they have funds, they go pay off that debt to that little corner man. They're not walking inside no bank. You know, they're not they're not balancing the checkbook. You know what, Glove? We only got one minute left, but we got to talk about this next week. I want to say you hit the round point where I grew up in Robin. Everybody down at this corner store be complaining about the price of their eye, but like you say, they're not going to go nowhere else and buy them. They're going to walk. Down this one and get that money. And they know they can have the prices up high. You're right, Glove. You hit it on the nail. So, but we're going to finish this next week, though. Um, good conversation, guys. Good show today. Um, thanks again, TJ and Eric. Absolutely. Good show.
thought, I thought I was late. That's all right. We'll get you next week. We wonder if you going to call right. in. Yeah, yeah, I was busy. All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 